This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, you're back in the Sports Bar. It's Danger and Battaglia looking forward to the Eastern Conference Final, the Call to Cup playoffs, Rochester Americans, Hershey Bears. We'll have to wait until Saturday until the boys are back in town. But Lance Lysowski is covering not just the Buffalo Sabres for the Buffalo News, but also... Sniffing around the Rochester Americans as well. Lance, appreciate you giving us some time as as you do so often here to talk hockey in the sports bar. So at morning skate today, anything of note that you saw? Can you be our ears and eyes as the Amherst prepare for tomorrow? Of course. So it appears that Linus Weisbach will be back in the lineup for game one, which is, of course, very good news, especially when they're going to be facing one of the best power plays in the American Hockey League. In Hershey and Matt Savoy, of course, it was his first practice after arriving from Winnipeg where the ice lost in the WHL championship game. They're going to give Savoy at least a few days to get practice and and skates in and honestly get some rest because he's played, what, 19 playoff games already plus an entire regular season with Winnipeg. And uh, their plan is to put him in the lineup whenever he shows that he's ready. So that is quite an interesting addition here in the Eastern Conference Final for Rochester. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, this past year's uh, first-round pick, he's 19, so, I mean, ultimately, whose decision is that? And, and again, we, we, we're we fortunate tomorrow to get Kevin Adams and Seth Appert on a game day here. We'll ask them both, but ultimately, whose call is it? Is it Seth Appert's here for Savoy and when he goes in? Yeah, of course it's his, but this is an organization-wide decision. Everybody's involved, of course. That you know, they, it had to have been part of the plan for Matt Savoy to come here. They wouldn't have had him come all the way from Winnipeg after a full season for him to sit. It's a different situation from the one that Olivier Nadeau finds himself in because Matt Savoy, as you pointed out, he's drafted ninth overall, one of the best players in the Western Hockey League this year. They will find a spot for him in the lineup. The tricky part is who comes out because, as Appert pointed out after practice today, it's tough. A lot of the guys, basically everyone in that lineup, has had a hand in, in them getting to where they're at so far. I don't see them pulling one of the veteran guys out, so maybe it'll be somebody younger. And, of course, none of those younger guys coming out would be Rosé and Kulik. Or somebody like Rusak, for for Rusak, for example. Yeah, I, I always find it fascinating. I mean, you, you've built what you've built, and you've got this kind of chemistry and this dynamic. You're on a bit of a roll here now, having won six straight. Your power play is at playing at an over forty percent clip from the last series. I mean, 
inserting somebody who, let's face it, is from the outside in, hasn't been with the team all season, could that be more a detriment than, than an actual positive? It can be. I mean, it's of course, when you, you got power plays, you have chemistry, when you have lines, but the one facet that does play into Matt Savoy's favor here is they have been going 11-7, and seven, so it's not like they've had true line combinations for every group. And plus, you have enough veterans on the team where that – that process of getting acclimated is faster when you have somebody like, you know, like Sean Malone or, or Michael Mersh or even Mason Jobs, who by all, you know, might be a veteran, but he's also younger as well. So they got the right group to do it with. You got to pick your spot, though. They're not going to do it in game one. I don't even see them doing it in game two, but he can go on the trip, participate in those morning skates, love a practice day. It's more of an optional, but it could be a skill session. There's time to watch video. So, there's a way to go about this. They are going to be very careful, though, about the timing of it. We're talking to Lance Isowski, the Buffalo News. It's game one tomorrow night in Hershey. Uh, Lance, let's go back to, to Wednesday, and you were there. Blue Cross Arena sold out, and look, a lot of goals for both teams, certainly, but I thought the beginning of the third, I don't know how that game goes if Malcolm Subban didn't step up the way he did when things started to get a little leaky here. Your thoughts on Subban here and uh, how he's faring here as the Amherst now down to the Final Four? Yeah, he's been he's been a, a big difference maker. Um, Aaron Dell was early in the playoffs last year, but his, his play dropped off dramatically once they got to that round against the ball. A um, few reasons behind that, but with Subban... It's it's a really incredible story. I mean, this guy wasn't supposed to play even a fraction of the games that he got. Remember, I mean, Yuko Pekalukinen should have been the starter in Rochester. No one expected him to play as, as much and as long for the Sabres as he did. So Subban steps in. He stayed healthy. He's had a lot of bad luck with just weird injuries here and there. You know, last year was Pat Maroon falling in him in the crease in Buffalo to end his season early. You know, He's been the difference. You need your goalie to, to step up and steal some games. And when you have a younger team that's had trouble protecting leads late in games, that that's huge. I mean, that's that's why they're still alive, is having a goalie that you can trust in those situations. Lance, can Hershey do anything to stop this Amherst power play? They can. I mean, Hershey's the best team they're going to face so far. This is the best team in the Eastern Conference. They're an older veteran team. They're very good on special teams. They, it's the toughest test that Rochester has to date. They can play. They're they're fast. It's not like they're Syracuse. Like they've got high end prospects. They've got accomplished AHL veterans. They've got one of the better or accomplished coaching staffs you can find in the league. This is a very tough test for Rochester. But if any team, of course, and especially in the East, can can be up to it, it's it's the Amherst with the depth that they have. The moves they made on the blue line to strengthen that group, like Joe Ciccone has just been a really good addition um, that's solidified and been the, the perfect fit for what they needed as opposed to Oscar Laxanen, who couldn't defend well enough to be trusted to play in the playoffs. Lance, these games have been uh, wildly entertaining, right? Everybody loves goals, and certainly. But at some point, I would have, I would I'd probably this will be Hershey, right? Like things start to to tighten up a little bit, and it's not just the defense; it's not just the goaltending. Uh, I want to ask you specifically about the two younger guys, uh, Razine and Kulik here, because we know they can score. But if they're going to succeed up in Buffalo, well, they got to be able to play the defensive side here of the ice. How? What? What is your observation about just not them, but uh, you know the forwards uh, together here uh, as far as what they're doing here defensively 
when it comes to those two specifically, they have grown leaps and bounds since the start of the season. It's really impressive. I mean, Kulik's playing center. And, I mean, he's played it in the past, but that was as a junior hockey player in Czech Republic. And to make that transition and to not only not be you know, a detriment to your team, but to be a strength, I mean, I think he's been pretty darn good, especially for having a younger line. It, he's going to benefit greatly from Weisbach being in the lineup. He, he's on the wing with Rusek there. Those two are stabilizing forces for a young guy like that. I think overall it's they defended well. I mean, they're, they're turning pucks over. That's led to the offense. That's been a big source of, of what's – help them earn power plays or have the other team on their heels. Of course, the big, big area they need to focus on is when they get that lead, they got to do a better job protecting. And that's not just younger guys. It's it's older guys too. It's your blue line. It's your goalie. Like they've, they've got to do a better job in those situations because if you're playing an older, deeper team like Hershey, you're in trouble if you, you have trouble protecting leads the way that they did, like you pointed out um, late in that game the other night where Subban was the uh, – he had to stand tall for them to to hold on and win that. Lance, we were you know impressed by the season that that Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka had in Buffalo this year, coming off of their season in Rochester last year, and it was a postseason last year that saw Jack Quinn kind of get eliminated. He was virtually erased through the course of the postseason, yet he still rose up and and had himself a nice first season with the Sabers. I mean, what is the ceiling for? Uh, for these guys, for Rosane, for uh, for for um, Kulik. Kulik going into next season, when you consider that there there has to be some sort of opportunity for these two guys up at the parent club. Yeah, there will be. There, those two and Rusek and Savoy, they're going to be. Or Weiss, you can throw Weissbach in the in the mix. They're going to be competing for roster spots out of training camp. Scott, you know what. What's the ceiling? Time will tell. I think that the strides that both of them have made at five on five, Kulik and Rose, and you know specifically, is going to give them an opportunity to to really carve out a niche. Um, you know, with Olsen likely to go, there's there's opportunity. There is for them to take roster spots to be difference makers. That second power play unit needs another source of offense. The younger guys, Clint Paterka, struggled to really find their footing there. So there's there's openings. You know, this this organization wants internal competition. I know that fans look at all these names. They look at all the talent in Rochester, and they say, well, how are they going to fit these guys? Those are good problems to have. It wasn't long ago this organization couldn't find enough talented players. Now they've got them in spades, and now it's all about carving out roles. Now, Weisbach, for example, he changed his game. He became – he knew, I'm not going to be in the top six in the NHL, so i got to be harder to play against. i got to block shots. i got to kill penalties. And look how he's transformed his game over the last 18 months. It's going to give him a real shot that if he doesn't make the NHL in Buffalo, he's going to make it somewhere else at some point. So that's the sort of stride you're going to need to make. And Rosean, I, I'm just so impressed with how far he's come since training camp. And you know, even early in the season in Rochester, he looked like a guy who was going to need you know, maybe three years in the American League to have a shot of ever making it to, to Buffalo. But it's on the kid, the coaching staff, and everybody around him that have helped him raise his game, and he's been really, really good since Game Two against Syracuse. Yeah, it's funny, like bringing the Wiseback story and how, all right, these guys have to learn a different skill set. And this was a conversation we had months ago with Seth Thapper, and I asked him because at that point the U.S. development team was coming into Rochester for an exhibition, and I asked him, you know, what was that experience like, you know, coaching this, and how does that kind of transfer over? And he kind of mentioned, look, those kids when they come into that program they all can score and guess what um there are guys in the nhl you're not taking their jobs because they can score too you have to find 
different ways. It's my way of asking here, as far as if Seth can figure out here, hey, you need to find different roles here. Your thoughts on Seth Appert here as far as what is the ceiling actually for Seth? Because what he's doing here in Rochester with this group here, I think, is uh, very, very noteworthy. Oh, I mean, he could have... He's going to get calls to be an NHL assistant coach this summer, absolutely. Now, head coach, we'll see if that comes now or if it comes later. He's going to get interviews. People are, when you have success at this level and you look at the development track record, what organization wouldn't want to talk to somebody like that, right? I mean, it's not common to have as many young players as Rochester does and have them all not only succeeding, but at the level of Kulik, for example, who's 19 years old and he scored, he's got a six game goal streak in the playoffs. He scored 30 between the regular season and the playoffs when he was drafted less than 12 months ago. That doesn't happen very often. So organizations that are trying to fix you know, not only their American Hockey League affiliate, but look at the Anaheim Ducks right now. They're looking for somebody with that sort of track record, that sort of approach to development with a younger roster. They're absolutely going to be looking across the league and saying, okay, well, who's doing this well? Well, the Sabres are. Who's their coach in the American League, right? So... If it doesn't happen now, he's going to have his opportunity to coach in the NHL and lead a bench. It's just a matter of when. Do you think that there's something to be said for Kevin Adams recognizing that and doing everything that they can within their power to keep him within the organization? Well, yeah, those are conversations you have. And if you're Seth Appert and you're looking at, okay, well, I want to be an NHL head coach, what gives you the better opportunity to do that? Is it leading a bench in the American League? where you have a constant stream of high-end prospects like the Sabres are going to have over the next couple of years, or as an assistant coach where you can easily get lost in the shuffle, right? I think for Appert, you know, it's probably in the American League. And then you pick your spots. Okay, is a team going to give you a chance to run the power play? What, what opportunities are there at each level? Because it's different from organization to organization. I think that the Sabres will do everything they can, not only to keep Seth Apper, but people like Jason Carmano, Sam, Sam Ventura, and everybody who's had a hand in the success of this organization is trending towards having. They don't want anything yet, but they've certainly made a lot of progress here over the last three years. You you brought up uh, Carmano's, and he did interview, according to your report, uh, with the Penguins. And then I see the Harrington report that Jason Bottrell, perhaps? Like, where where do things kind of stand there? Or are they just kind of like the 76ers here in basketball? They just want to talk to everybody at this point. Well, yeah, these organizations always want to talk to a lot of people. But Carmanos has def- definitely got a second interview. So, and I think what Pittsburgh's trying to do right now is figure out what's our setup going to be? Are, are we going to have a president in hockey operations? What sort of skills are we having? They're reportedly talking to Kyle Dubas now. And if Dubas is available and interested, the Penguins are going to hire Kyle Dubas and figure out the rest later. Uh, for the Sabres, they are, I'm sure that Kevin Adams is crossing his fingers and you know, praying to whatever <laughs> deity he wants to try to keep uh, Jason Carmanos in Buffalo because yeah. he has had a massive, massive hand in what has gone on here in terms of for building an organizational structure, Bringing in Sam Ventura, because I don't think they get Sam Ventura to leave Pittsburgh for Buffalo unless Jason Cromanos is there and there's a track record or relationship there. So they're going to hope to keep him and Sam Ventura because, you. I mean, when you got good people, though, you, you have t- talented people in the building. Other people are going to want to hire them. Lance, appreciate you giving us time. Let us know what you're working on at the Buffalo News here as we get ready for tomorrow night's Game 1 in Hershey. 
Uh, of course, I've got draft coverage, all the story on Kulik and Roseanne between games one and two that I was hoping to have done before game one, but Matt Savoy showed up and changed a plan there. So we'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to, to putting that one together. Well, Lance, uh, it's going to be fun uh, having Memorial Day hockey here in Rochester. We'll, uh, we'll see you out there this uh, weekend. Lance, thanks so much for your time, bud. Of course, always a pleasure. Hope to see you guys on Saturday. You got it. Lance Lysowski, Buffalo News, joining us here in the sports bar, talking some Rochester Americans, some Buffalo Sabres, game one tomorrow night. You can hear the action on your home of Rochester Americans hockey, the fan Rochester tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Again, 7,500 tickets have been sold already, and today's only Monday. That's for so Saturday's that's game. That's for Saturday, correct. So I don't have and a Monday ticket. tickets on sale as well. Correct. So I don't have a ticket count for Monday. Uh, we've got uh, NFL appetizers coming up. Uh, Grant Paulson, who uh, is with our sister station, 106.7 The Fan. In D.C. In D.C. This tweet, I don't know if you saw, is Jim Irsay, Colt owner, speaking to reporters today, mm-hmm. sounded like he was negotiating with the Harris Group publicly. Harris, of course, Josh Harris, the prospective new owner for Washington, who they're not voting on right now. Mm-hmm. Paulson adding, seems like he, Ursay, doesn't want owners to bend any rules for the Harris group. Danger, they could have voted on this now. Something isn't right. No. If you have a chance to say, get out to Daniel Snyder, why would you put this off? They're going through things right now, and they came up with something. This is nothing. This gets done. This deal gets done before the season begins. I'm I'm going to stick to that, that. That whatever issues there are that these other owners might have, the reason why they haven't had a vote yet. If they want to have a vote, they'll have a vote. I, I like for me, like old me would have said, bats, bats, and handshake, and you, you already know not to do that. No, I already have you, the rules. You Don't fed me bet. many, many beers because of my my winning of of our gentleman's. Uh, a gentleman's wager that we have here in the sports bar. No, you don't want to do that one. And and by the way, it was I think it was just about a week ago or two weeks ago where you're like, Daniel Snyder will be the commander's owner when they face the Bills. They could that could still happen. I'm not. Who is the owner right now? That it's not happening. But but it's it's cute. We have that OTA is getting underway, so we'll get to what we're hearing from around the league with some appetizers, news and notes from around the NFL. That's on the way next. And and get in for happy hour if you. Want want to join us and share your stories from the week that was at Oak Hill, an unbelievable and memorable PGA championship. We want to hear from you on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That number is 866-4FAN 585-866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. GoodSmokeBBQ.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. 
hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 